Hello there. So we begin our series of Samuel, First Samuel. Just to be clear, we've already tackled chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, and chapter five in my audio uh, recording, which I'm going to share down below. And then I'm going to start with chapter six. Just for continuity, I'll let you go and have a look at chapter 2, 3, 4, and 5 of First Summer. Down below, um, it is a link from Anchor, and it's in my audio link. So you will be having both the audio as I post the videos on YouTube as well. So Summer chapter 6 is an interesting one. We have just come from learning that the Philistines had stolen, literally stolen the Ark of the Covenant, which is so mind-blowing, knowing that this is, you know, the symbol of the presence of the Lord himself, who would have thought that it could ever depart from the hands of the Israelites. And when the Philistines went with it, they thought, mm, this is just a sign to us that our God, Dagon, small g has actually given us this victory and lo and behold in chapter 5 we saw that on putting the ark of the covenant in the temple of dagon it actually well dagon's image kept falling and many commentaries have said that this meant that he had to bow the small g had to bow to the big g god yeah and the ark of the covenant also representing the presence of god caused even more confusion and havoc among them than they thought possible because they thought well the ark is just you know a trinket uh, a war you know gift or we've something that shows that we've actually won the war yeah and they had many of those in those days they would carry away stuff and anything that they thought was valuable and they probably thought this was just one of those things because it just seemed like you know an object but God was protecting his image protecting his name protecting himself being the God of Israel and the God and the maker of the heaven and earth he was telling them look I am still God Almighty so as much as they put up Dagon the next morning they always found that that God was down and the Ark of the Covenant was still there not only that the Lord Yahuwah or Yahweh sent tumors, he sent sickness, he sent confusion. And in three cities, it is reported in the book of First Samuel chapter four that they chapter five, sorry, that they actually took the Ark of the Covenant to three different places. And in all those places, in those cities, they their inhabitants all had tumors and they were thrown in confusion. There was a plague basically. And after seven months, so we catch up with the story in chapter 6, after seven months of the Philistines enduring this uh, just catastrophe, really, they decided enough is enough. We are sending back the Ark of the Covenant. Just tell us how we will do it. So they got this advice from the priests and the diviners. And in chapter, in chapter 6, verse 3, we see that the advice they got was to send it back with a gift because we need to show 
the Israelites and his God how sorry we are we need to send a gift to the God now you must know that this is the way that things were done in that culture and it goes back to tell us in chapter 2 of Samuel that when Samuel had the Lord call him they had not heard the Lord's voice for a long time. So he kept going to Eli to ask him, did you call me? Did you call me? People did quite know how things should be done, but there are certain things that had been passed down generations. When the priests and the diviners are advising the rulers of the Philistines on what to do and how to send back the covenant to the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, they actually are using what they know as best practice and probably cultural norms at that time. There is nowhere where it says that they consulted the Lord or that the priest actually listened to God and asked him how they should go about it. Instead, it just says, they said, perhaps, in fact, it says, perhaps this might work. Just try it out. And so they do it. They actually send back the Ark of the Covenant together with um, three, it says, five of the symbols of the tumors of the tumors that they had suffered from five of them representing the five towns of the philistines and they sent them on top of the cart together with the ark and sent the uh, the cows that had never had been yoked before and they said if they follow this route to a place that is called um they hitched yes yeah, so in verse 7 it says now then get a new cart ready with two cows that have calved and have never been yoked hitch the cows to the cart but take their calves away and pen them up take the ark of the lord and put it on the cart and in a chest behind sorry beside it put the gold objects you are sending back to him as a guilt offering send it on to its way but keep watching it if it goes up to its own territory toward Beth Shemesh then the Lord has brought it has brought this great disaster on us but if it does not then we will know that it was not his hand that struck us but that it happened to us by chance and as you would have it then the, the cat actually was driven towards Beth Shemesh, so they knew it was the Lord who had caused the tumors. It is the Lord who had caused them to suffer because they had held the Ark of the Covenant illegally with them. And then it goes on to say that when the people of Beth Shemesh saw the Ark, they were so excited that they offered the cows, I mean the cows on top of, of the, they created an altar together with the, using the wood from the cuts and they actually offered sacrifices. But Remember, these are people that hadn't really interacted with the ways of God and the protocol had been lost over time. Although it had been given to Moses, they had lost touch. Remember the priests at that time who had just died, uh, Eli together with his sons Hophni were already corrupt and it's very possible that they had not taught the Israelites how to do things God's way. And as a result, 70 of them died because they looked into the covenant. They looked into the ark. And that was something that is, you know, just mind-blowing, knowing that the ark of the covenant itself had been kept for a long time within the tabernacle in the inner chamber, which was called the Holy of Holies, like it's only the high priest was supposed to go there. So to cross the line and actually assuming that there was a holy of holies then bypass it and then look into the covenant it's like how dare you do that this is the 
secret place of the Lord you just don't show up and turn up unless you're the high priest or you're somebody who's already consecrated and thank God that God already did away with that through the blood of Jesus Christ we can approach his throne and find mercy and, and grace and it actually tells us that we can approach his throne with confidence and find mercy and grace in the New Testament but back then you had to be consecrated to come into his presence and that was a, a it took a lot of ritual and cleansing and cleaning up of the feet and cleaning yourself and going on a fast and consecrating yourself from anything that would be considered sinful as was stipulated by the law so in chapter 6 basically in summary what we see here is that the Lord actually allows his ark to be returned to the Israelites only seven months later seven months is not a really long time and in the meantime even between when it was stolen and when it was returned he showed himself to be the true God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob and the, we see the Philistines actually referring to the time when the Egyptians had refused and had hardened their hearts towards releasing the Israelites and God fought against the Egyptians and they were killed in the Red Sea and they referred to that time knowing now that there was a deep reverence for God because of the tumors and all the death and the plague and uh, the things that were going on in the Philistines land they knew and they had finally come to reckon with the God of the Israelites as the true God and they were not going to joke with him again and God had made it plain that he was the almighty the almighty God and they were not supposed to just treat his ark in contempt and he needed to also now make that point across with the Israelites themselves and hence 70 of them died for crossing the line and failing to respect his law, failing to respect his honor, his glory, and looking into the ark. And so they died. So when we look at back from all that we have seen in First Samuel so far, God is reintroducing himself to the Israelites. They had forgotten his might, his power. They had forgotten him altogether until this fight, as we saw in the great battle in chapter 4, when the, in chapter 5, yeah, in chapter 5, when the um, the priests Hophni and Phineas die, and we see when the ark is taken away from the Israelites, then they realize something severe has happened, and they lost the battle despite the ark being there. And now the Lord is starting to show himself again, and they're starting to slowly get reintroduced to him, and we're going to see more of that unfold in the next chapters. So he hadn't totally left them, but he needed to be reintroduced to them they needed to know who God was all over again and yes through catastrophe and through uh, losing a symbol of his presence so in essence they felt that he no longer was with them regardless he was with them and he was taking care of their business but he was also making a point to them and they needed to know who he was so we're gonna look at chapter seven tomorrow see you then remember to leave your comment at the bottom and to subscribe and remember to check out any of the other links that i'm going to be sharing especially referring to the other scriptures that support what we have studied today see you tomorrow